Yeah, the Independent Film Festival of Boston, which started this past Wednesday, and it's running through this coming Wednesday. So it's like a week-long engagement, and it'll be, it's at the Somerville Theater, it's at the Brattle Theater, it's at the Coolidge Corner Theater, and it's like this citywide thing with uh, the independent film, and and all the filmmakers are here, and the writers, and a lot of the, uh, you know, the cr- you know, big critics come out and like are attending this thing, and it's and, it, and it's, a, it's a fun thing. And, and it opened on Wednesday, like I said, and it opened with a movie called The Haulers, and and the Hollers is directed. It's the first direct. It's the directorial debut of John Krasinski. Most people know John Krasinski from Joe Jim the from The Office, yeah. and yeah, he's yeah. done these things, and he's done a bunch of other movies. And so this is the first movie he's directed, and it's like a hometown boy. He's guys from Newton, you know what I mean? And it's like his his film's opening night of uh, Independent Film Festival Boston, and everyone's kind of excited. And you go in there, and wait, was he there? Uh, he wasn't there, and I'll get into that in in a moment. But okay. for lack of a better word, this movie was bad, really <laughs> oh. bad, really, really bad. And it's an unfortunate. And this is a movie. It stars John John Krasinski, not just directs. Um, it also has Richard Jenkins, Charlotte Copley, Anna Kendrick, Charlie Day. Really. Yeah, pretty nice cast. You know what I mean? And well, this Shotter is Copley alone could have played all those other roles himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe he should have. Uh, and, and this is uh, it's written by James Strauss. James Strauss. Uh, he's he's directed the movie um, uh, Grace Is Gone. It's a, it's an older film with John Cusack, and he's mm-hmm. written a bunch of movies. And he actually wrote the movie Lonesome Jim, which was like played at the Independent Film Festival yeah, Boston years yeah. ago. Regardless, this is a, a movie of this guy who's kind of at this dead-end job, and he comes home because he hears his mother has a brain tumor. And so he's forced to kind of go back home, and then uh, in, in perfect, like, Sundance, you know, uh, genre trope type way, he goes home, and then he's forced to deal with, like, the ex-girlfriend that he left, and, like, his family that's estranged from him, and dealing with all these feelings of, like, yes, I left, but I'm not quite living the job I wanted to, and now I have to be with being back and seeing all these people, and I have all these mixed things, and, and all this emotions coming a different way, and it's so bad. It's yeah, done so poorly, yeah, and you can tell that, that, that's the like acting. I mean, well, the, the, the it, it, it stems from the writing, okay. and, and, it, and it starts with that story. And James Strauss kind of specializes in this going back to home and like reliving all these like emotions and stuff like that. And like unfortunately, every well, unfortunately, every time there's any actually real emotion, anytime something really you know harsh comes away, like you know your mother suffering a brain tumor is kind of a big deal. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. always peppered with these moments of really poor timed bad jokes to interrupt any sort of like real emotion to force you like yeah you might start to cry and get a little weepy because that's what it is is really bad melodrama but then it's like peppered with like this really bad comedy these really ill-timed jokes and that's part of the problem um the acting yeah i mean it's just a it's just a result of really poor writing and the directing is just a, a, a result of that as well and it's just like he has these really bad zooms at really awful times and he just doesn't have a way with the camera doesn't seem to know where to place it doesn't seem to know about the pacing well, and just really known for being an actor not a director is this, is this, is this like a first time director like this is the first time thing? to director I don't know like usually people you can tell right away if they have a grasp with filmmaking mm-hmm. and judging by this first movie I would say he has that and whether or not something he can grow into and you get better at i'm sure that's a thing too you know i mean people grow and get better at different yeah. doing different stuff but like he's 
seemingly doesn't really know what he's doing. You know what I mean? So the, I, it's more than just growing things. pains. It's just a bad. I think it's just a bad film. Oh. Uh, period. Um, All right, so Adam gives it a matinee. Uh, no, dude, <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that's rough. Dude. But it's but just mean, a, it's like it's got the it's like it's got scenes where it's like this twangy emo score, and then he goes and then he sees his favorite spot when he was a kid, and it's just this this tire swing, and then he gets on it and he's swinging and it's playing the music, and it's just like, are you serious? Like, come on, like, like it's just really bad. It. It's good for an episode of The Office when you know he's like does that really Instead knowing look into the camera the and stuff like that. But it doesn't really right. emotion right there. Yeah, so, you know. So damn. that was the opening night film, and they didn't have a Q and A. They didn't have anybody from the movie. No, I can understand why they didn't. Well, and that's the thing. People are like, oh, maybe we're staying away, but it is a curious choice because a lot of the times, and especially with the, this uh, festival in general, they do have some someone from the film representing the film to talk about and take Q&A, especially on the opening night. And when you think about this movie being John Krasinski, being a hometown guy, his first movie, you would think that maybe somebody would be there, if not him himself, to represent the film. And from what I understand, I think that was what they thought. I think that was the intended thing with this movie and that they maybe have strung them along and then kind of backed out at the last minute. So I think the idea was to have someone someone there and then it just really didn't work out. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. You would like to see like hometown cats at the very least do well because they represent Right. Well, I mean, I wasn't really looking forward to the Q and A after that anyway to see people like <laughs> lie to the, you know like, their okay, teeth okay, so or actually question, see people saying I really enjoyed it. You know, it really was all this emotions. And, you know, it's like no, you're, like, you're, you're like, lying. You're, you're lying. Yeah, you missed yeah. it if you know if that's the case. But um, yeah. the the second night, uh, I did yeah, get out to see film stock. <laughs> <laughs> the second night I did get out to see it was a movie uh, playing. It was like kind of the after hours thing. It was at nine forty five at the Brattle Theater. And it was kind of uh, it was a very a very dark turn in terms of like if you if you're gonna see a movie like The Hollers and the next movie you see is this this one I'm talking about right now it's called uh, The Eyes of My Mother and it was by first time writer director Nicholas Pessy and this is a dark 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 film and this is like it's shot in very this stark black and white film stock and mm-hmm. it's like when I say it's dark it's like it's really some haunting troubling stuff. And it's it's hard for me to talk about without revealing too much because the pleasure of this movie is like the reveals, like the slow burn reveals of what's going on. It's not a really long movie either. It's about 80 minutes long. But I will say it takes place on this isolated country farmhouse um, out in the country, and it's a mother, father, and a very young daughter. And then all of a sudden, a stranger comes to the door and asks to use the bathroom. And from that point on... You hear? Uh, well, yeah, uh, 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 stuff is put. Sorry, <laughs> not quite. But uh, uh, <laughs> things are put into motion that leads to one big reveal and this 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 horrific, just like very troubling, like disgusting uh, turn of events that you're just like, wow, 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 and you don't think it's going to get more messed up, and then it just does slowly, and it's creepy, and it's was it just... Was horror, or was it a It's a suspense? horror, a suspense horror film. It's definitely, like, horrific. It has films of, like, necrophilia. It has touches of all this really horrible, and it's just basically this young girl who basically witnesses something very horrific, and then her growing into an adult having experienced that and then dealing with her own deep, dark side as an adult woman in an isolated environment. 
Phil's the and then what could pay? Yes, yeah. Actually, it's 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 but like not funny at all. <laughs> um, so to say that was uh, a highlight is just like it's a very dark film, but it was it was it was good, man. And it's been a while since I felt that like generally creepy. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. this eerie, and it was beautifully shot though, and it wasn't just like it wasn't. It wasn't poorly done. I wouldn't say it's tasteful because there's nothing tasteful about it, but it's just it's it's shot in a very artful, uh, beautiful way, and it's just, it's just amazing when stuff is that creepy. Is also you know can kind of move you in some weird way. And creepy thing since Norbit, you'd say? Since absolutely, yeah, or anything Eddie Murphy night like this. Something like that is just amazing. I'm a firm believer, without a doubt, you are not truly a fan of anything. If you don't support the indie scene of whatever that is, why are you yeah. reading from a script? Without a doubt, if you are not a fan of, <laughs> if you're not a fan, if you are a fan of music, you mm-hmm. can't be truly a fan of music unless you sort support the indie scene. Yeah. Same thing with pro wrestling. Of course, the same thing with film. Yeah. See, the first, the first one I went to, it was years ago, and I saw they had a little pamphlet I picked up from like Newberry Comics. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I was new to the city at the time. It's probably t- 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. And Before I knew, it broke your spirit. Yeah. So this is, I went over to the Somerville Theater. It was the opening night. It was on Wednesday then as well. And it was a movie called Lonesome Jim, and it was directed by Steve Buscemi. And it started like nice. Casey Affleck and Liv Tyler. And so I went over and, and somehow got a ticket. Some guy that uh, had bought a ticket earlier said he couldn't go. And he went up to, like, there was a giant line to, like, buy secondary tickets if they came available. Mm-hmm. So I ended up buying this guy's ticket and went in there and sat down. You scalped the ticket, man. You know you did. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't scalp it. I bought a scalp ticket, perhaps. You no, know? That, 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 that's <laughs> what scalping entails. You paid. It just didn't no, come no, 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 no. He didn't scalp. He purchased. He purchased. A sorry, scalp. I'm sorry. The seller you, 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 is the scalper. You purchased a scalp ticket. World, world difference. Like the hot ticket to watch some indie movie in Somerville. Yeah, it's like <laughs> hey, hey man, <laughs> yo, playoff game or dude, something. Dude, like. cat, cats will scalp tickets to anything. Okay, yeah. I once saw a dude trying to hawk ticket to well, a. Well, he, he only had okay, one. So and it was ain't... already torn open. Regardless, whatever. So I went. Oh wait, wait, you got the open box ticket to the, <laughs> to the film festival? Is that what's going on? Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> so I went to the party. Perfectly legal. Just bought in the back. So I went to the party afterwards. Cash anyway, only. are you done? No cops. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the party afterwards, and then Steve Buscemi was there, walking around, and I ended up, nice. you know, rubbing arms with him. So like, we sat there, you know, nice. shooting the stuff, and it was it was great. And that's wait, wait, what so happens does he, with does he, does he look like you know that? that He's a that, smaller that guy like, than you would you would expect. He was kind really? of you know hobbled over, like huh. just really uh, like. Um, Damn, because he looked pretty gremlin esque on film. He was very low key, and I didn't notice because he was kind of standing behind me, and I like bumped. I was like, oh, was, oh, excuse me, yeah. And it was, <laughs> like, it was dude, you was Mr. Those. Pink, dude. Yeah, that, you know that's exactly that's exactly what I said. I was like, you're Mr. Pink. He's like, yeah, I know him. Uh, I was, wasn't I? Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, was he like pissed at that? No, no. I mean, he directed the film. Everyone's kind of bumping him, but that was the first thing. That's the only thing I could get. I was like, you're Mr. Pink. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's the thing. Like, they'll have all these, you know. Directors and actors, you know, mm. all coming to the city of Boston to, you know, mm-hmm. well, that's cool, man. Give them the URL again. The cats want to iffboston.org. Nice. So that'll all be right. it. If you have, or just go to the box office on any given day. There's a possibility to get in. Yeah, check it out, yo. But definitely hit, hit buy ahead of time just to be safe. But yeah. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to just go over there and hang out if that's your thing. But mm-hmm. well, it wasn't like a depressing breakdown of the, of the, the festival Bruh, itself because the festival me. is. I was it, like, tell me about some independent film. You were like, Pat. 
It was death. <laughs> you don't know what I've seen. Yeah, that's how it started. Actually, it was like, describe well, it. It, it. It was kind of. It was a bit like that. It wasn't the festival itself. The festival itself is run beautifully, and I'm glad we have my friend Billy here. But yeah, last week we did cover a, a, a few movies, though. Uh, the Hollers, which was bad, and then The Eyes of My Mother, which was badly messed me up. It was a good movie, though. <laughs> Wait, uh, which movie? What was the second one? The Eyes of My Mother? I didn't see that one. You didn't see See, You need to. You I was probably to. working that shift. You were working that yeah. shift, and that's why, yeah, this is this just bleak black and white movie, murder and sex and nastiness oh, with your parents and stuff. That one played at the Brattle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was after dark, obviously. So, but uh, this week, you know, it, it wrapped up on Wednesday. Uh, the, it wrapped up at the Coolest Corner Theater, which is always a great theater to go to for independent film. And it's a perfect place for this thing to kind of wrap up as well. And uh, the last two films that I saw were Little Men, uh, written and directed by Iris Sachs. I don't know if you saw that, Billy. I saw the second one. Right. The, the Don't Think Twice. Don't Think Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw The Intervention, which closed the film, which I know you saw as well. So uh, I can start by talking about Intervention. It was, it was a... It was a I, good film. I, I thought it, was, it wrapped up the 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 festival well. It was written and directed by uh, Clay Duvall, which is most people would know her as an actress. She was in like things like those teen movies, like The Faculty, and she's all that. She was that type of actress. This is the first movie she she directed, yes. and she wrote this film as well. And a bunch of her friends are in this. And this is kind of like. Uh, 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 like a buddy comedy, but it's, it's, it's kind of darker uh, as well, you know, it's... That's what I'm talking about, though, bleak. No, okay, but none was, of these were happy stories. Some of the movies I purposely skipped because I didn't want to get put in a bad mood, but mm-hmm. I thought the closer <laughs> was better than the opener. Absolutely, and that's like, well. I mean, I gave my my review of the Hollers early, which I didn't really didn't didn't much care about. And but but this was like definitely this movie made me sad. To this be alive. definitely ended on a better note uh, the, in terms of just the quality of film. Yes, and I especially agree. as another first time director like John Krasinski, he's a first time director, and he probably shouldn't do it again. But oh. <laughs> but Clay Duvall definitely seems to know what she's doing. She definitely has the chops to kind of make it in this business, not as just an actress, but as a filmmaker. And. I don't want to talk too greasy about the Hollers, but I'll say that he's a much better writer than he is a director because I'll give him that. He wrote uh, Promise Land, and I was like, "Oh, if he's directing this, this is going right, to be amazing." Right, right. And it just wasn't. It just wasn't really there. So but, you, you, know. you actually worked this thing, this yes. festival, and everything yeah. like that. So I brought up last week that they probably had that as the opening night film because there was something scheduled. Maybe he should have been there. And it's like the hometown boy coming back to talk about his first film. Can you talk? Is there anything that you know that probably I don't or a lot of people don't that the reason that no one showed up to talk about this thing? I mean, I don't know what Nancy's choice was in having that be um, uh, Nancy Campbell, by the way. She's uh, she's the person who kind of sees all the films, but uh, and, and works at Coolidge. So I don't know what her choice was in picking that movie as the opener. It, I, I know it's getting put out by Sony. Um, and he is a local guy, but I heard he had a play in New York and couldn't be there. Okay. So I'm not sure why, you know, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still really not sure why that movie was chosen to open, but it was, you know. <laughs> it is what it is, yeah, right? It was, it was, uh, Pat's favorite movie soon. Man, what can I, what can I say? I appreciate a, a, a really good soul suck. No, but the intervention, Claire Duvall, this was great. This is, uh, it's four couples kind of going on this vacation. And the vacation is kind of planned by these three couples to have an intervention on the fourth about their marriage and the disintegration of their marriage. And they're trying to force them into, well, to push them into maybe having a divorce. So it's like these guys coming together and kind of rehashing old times, but at the same time being like, hey, I think your marriage is failing. 
maybe you should do something about that. And the kind of the pressures. Family comedies. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, th- but this was actually really funny. Man. Yeah. It was it was really funny and very like. Just, well, it's, just it's it had I'm that. I'm gonna take your word for it, and you know, not see it, so I don't cut. So. <laughs> but I had that message, you know what I mean? And I think it's very true too. It's just like don't go and clean out someone else's closet. Why don't you clean out yours first? Exactly. And that's what it kind of left. And uh, Melanie Linsky, I thought was fantastic in this. She played kind of the the cloying. She was the main yeah. Well, she wasn't the main. Yeah, she was the main friend. Friend who was, she who was, was pushing for the divorce hilarious. when you know. Yeah. She's really funny, and she's really cute. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, was just, like awesome in it, um, and has a lisp, which I always find super, super charming. You get that? <laughs> yeah, that's what you. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it also has Colby Smolders in this. Everyone knows her from that really bad TV show too. Really bad. <laughs> well, no, she was um, Maria Hill from uh, the Avengers. That's oh, true, huh? Yeah, but that's oh, not a bad TV hmm. show. No, I know. But I think that's where she's more recognized for, uh, for so? now than Andy Robin. Yeah, Avengers. She was also in a movie that played the festival last year. That by the same about. producers. By the same producers, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. By a local guy, actually. Yeah, with the results, yeah, she yes. was in that. Yeah. Yep. So, but so she's kind of like this TV actress, Marvel star, now indie darling. I thought, which I thought you know, she she's did great. Job. She, I totally believed her as a mom, and that type of you know just totally upset like character who didn't really want to be married anymore. Well, I absolutely. Believe her. Well, it's like anybody gets the pressure put on them by all their friends, like, hey, you have a problem. There's probably going to be some backlash there, and it's just kind of funny to watch that happen. Wait, so are these standout performances you're mentioning, or are these just like, you know, folks that are in it that just kind of faded into the background? I thought she did an awesome job, where I believed it, like, completely believed her role, because she played a very different role in the results last year, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know... When she performs, I totally believe who she's performing as. Wait, so did we actually find the movie that you'd recommend? Well, yeah, I totally recommend the like the closing film. The opener, I don't. I know. Okay. Yeah, the opener, I don't think was that good. Um, don't think twice was the one that played before the opener. Yeah, the why don't you before. go into that? Because I didn't see that one. I saw the one before that. It was like kind of a you know a double feature. I kind of had to get out of there uh, a late night for this. So this movie don't. Thing twice had key in it from Key and Peel, right? Yes. So you saw the first one, which I purposely skipped because I thought it would be depressing. The second one, <laughs> which I it saw, was, but it was good. Yeah. Which was a comedy. It's it's about. I mean, I've I'm, I've probably got a little bit of bias to it, but it's a it's a comedy about uh, this improv troupe in New York where you just kind of see like different dynamics where one of them ends up getting on a Saturday night live type of a show Mm -hmm. and you see how all the different people in the troupe kind of react to it. One of them is his girlfriend and another one is the guy who brought him in who basically was the improv guy who said, hey, you want to be in this troupe and he's the oldest guy in the troupe and he's never really, he's never really done anything. And that, and, and the guy who gets it, uh, What's his last name? Jordan Key? Or no, yeah. no, Jordan Peele oh. is the other one. But it's, yeah, uh, Key and Michael Key. Key and um, Michael Key. Yeah, he he's the one who ends up getting on the SNL type show, um, and he's he just kills it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's really funny. It's it's a it's a if you if you know anything about improv troops, it's very realistic. So it's just kind of like the friends reacting to someone else's success. Is exactly. that it is, and kind of the bitterness that I can kind of. And, you know, and not up. and not just bitterness like necessarily. Some people just aren't. It's not for them. They're not really right, into right. fame. And you know, people think that you know, like if you get into some type of an improv troupe or some type of, you know, like it's like a person who's who, like if you're if you want to be a film director, everybody might think, well, why wouldn't you want to be in Sundance? Why wouldn't you want to mm-hmm. get an Oscar? Why wouldn't you want to get this, that, and the third? And some folks might just be like, ah, 
I, you know, I'm just happy making movies. I don't care if you sure, know, yeah, yeah, just it, you know? just doing so, it. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. need the accolades and everything. But so I, I totally recommend that. So and it's a fun movie. And so you saw it. certainly probably a lot more films than I did. You know what I mean? So why we have you? I wanted. What was the best film you saw? What was the strongest film you saw? Best movie I saw. Night two was called Seed. It was a documentary about um, basically how I guess eighty percent of the seeds in this country or in the world are basically gone. And where and you know like different people from different parts of the world, people in Hawaii, people like Native Americans, people in Africa, people in India, they're basically trying to have like seed banks mm. where they can you know you know like replant like certain things around the planet. Um, sure, yeah. To try yeah. to get like you know it, it's basically like an anti-GMO movie. Right. And I I loved it. I thought it was amazing. So a documentary like, feature too. Yeah. They, yeah. they did a lot with documentaries. I thought this 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 festival into a lot more than the narrative features like that, which was still great. And it was a great. I thought it was a great festival from my perspective. Obviously, you worked it. You yes. got to be, you know, actually part of it right now. I'm so biased. of course you're biased. But but like, I also think it is amazing. I've been to festivals that have sucked in the past. Yeah. And this is a very well run, put together festival. Yeah. Fourteen um, years in a row now. This is kind of you know it's it's starting to gain traction. It's it's I I had so much fun. I thought the parties were great. It was you know we, everything everything was done really well. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I mean I saw Little Men before uh, the one you skipped. Uh, yeah, it's from Love is Strange director and writer uh, Ira Sachs, which was which was fantastic. So uh, once again, you know the, you kind of can go into this this festival. You don't hear about a lot of the films, and then you kind of watch some that you, you you didn't know you were gonna enjoy as much as you had, and you walk away, you know, elated. Absolutely. So I'm glad uh, to have you on and, and to talk about this. I can't wait to pick your brain more. Oh, and but. go see Wiener, folks. That'll be in theater soon. Go see that. It's a documentary about Anthony Wiener. It's hilarious. They couldn't get a better name for that? Perfect title. <laughs> also, High Rise. High Rise, which is actually was... on demand right now, yes. actually. You can and get like... that, which is the reason I skipped it at the festival, oh, which was I there. I skipped it so it. I could watch it at home, yeah. That's going to be in theater soon. High Rise yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it, was it is. Amazing. It is good. Looks awesome. All right. Well, Yay. Well, okay, thank you for the breakdown of the... Boston Independent Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Independent Film Festival of Boston. Independent Film Festival. Ah, <laughs> okay. So thank you for the breakdown on Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now, so where can Cats actually check out some of these films uh, if they want to follow up? Who knows right now, man. Like we said, uh, High Rise played. They, you can get that on, on demand right now. Some of them coming out in theaters. I know they just bought a, a few of them. There's Morris from America is going to be out eventually. Uh, you just, just pay attention. You know what I mean? Pay oh. attention. If you're into independent film, you'll know. All right, be aware, y'all. Uh, but so that was the, the films I want to talk about, about the film fest. So if you are still around Boston, you're still interested in seeing some independent film and supporting independent film, and this is type you know your type of thing. Of- I, I still want to catch the last few days if I can, just because I know there was a softcore porno. There's a China film. There's a China film, I think. Man, yeah, you know I've got my ducks in a row. I know what's important here. <laughs> All right, no, thanks, thanks, bro. Um, if anyone's not from the immediate Boston area, is there a way they could actually get this in- information online? I think it's iffboston.org. IFF Boston. Okay. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you can. I don't I know. If, like, I don't know if you I think can, that's what it was. But yeah, check this stuff out, man. It'll, it'll it, it's fun, you know. And it's just like you, the the beauty part of it. For most people, like you don't see this stuff. It's not like you know, like you've got a thousand reviews of anything like that. You have really no idea what you get into. And so you're going to see a lot of these films, and you're like, you, you know, your mind hasn't been soiled by a bunch of reviews or a bunch of, oh, I heard this sucks, and I heard this like that. It's just go, and then you see the film, like, first run. 
Cool. And it's great. You know, a lot of the early premieres are here. So mm-hmm. go see the movies. Make up your own mind. Yeah. I dare you, you know. You too can be. <laughs> get, get the lowdown on the God forbid, right? Necrophile stories. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you could be like me, yeah. 